Bearcat Belts Podcast, back at it again. It's Monday night, a little bit later on a Monday night, but nonetheless, it's a Monday night. Time for the BBP. It's presented by Danco, I don't care, Danco Transmission. And of course, I'm Brent Young, two of my, my brothers, my PICs. One just became a girl dad. One's been a girl dad for a long time, and then I'm just Brent. So without further ado, Aaron Smith, Chad Brendel. Gentlemen, how are we? Got home from the hospital today. Baby's yeah. good. Mom's good. So we are adjusting to uh, new life. Yeah. Aaron, how is it? Just, uh, tell us a little bit more. So what? You... <laughs> It, it, it was kind of a, a quick push, and all of a sudden, oh, we're having this baby right now. Let's head to the hospital, get it done, and then all of a sudden, C-section, and it's just a curveball left to right, and you guys knocked it out of the park. Is that kind of what it was? Um, I mean, we knew the C-section was coming, um, and she right, – uh, knocked it out of the park. Is that – I don't know what that was. Um, but but she, uh, she has um, some spinal issues, so she had to actually be put under for the C-section, and – um, everything's, everything's good. We, uh, we got through it fairly, very fast, actually. Um, she was in surgery and I had the baby within, I don't know, it felt like a half hour. Um, so yeah, cut the umbilical cord and, and, uh, good to go. It's, it was surreal. Now were either of you guys a C-section as well? Ellie oh, had a C-section with Kelsey. No. I don't know. I, I, I would hope that I was with as big as my head is, but I, <laughs> I was a C-section as well. So you got, got a special baby on your hands. The, the, the how are we might be her first few words. If uh, you uh, let her sit, sit in on a couple of BBPs. We'll see what happens. God, I hope Chad, not. Chad, you're down South where the weather's warm and the uh, basketballs are flying around. Uh, how are we? Tired. It's been a long day, but I'm doing good. Yeah. Doing good. It was a productive day one here at the EYBL. So uh, that's always a positive and got some notes to share and some things to talk about. So the, the Brendel curse was in full effect uh, day one, which is, is I, I would expect nothing less, which just means everybody that I, I watch played like crap. So <laughs> that's, that, that's the fun of, of AAU tournaments is uh, evaluating when guys aren't playing well. There we go. There we go. Just still got to sit through it. Still got to figure it out. And, and speaking about evaluating when, when the things don't go well, uh, um, it's a good segue. I don't know if you intended that, but uh, no, but here you on the uh, Danco transmission first. Uh, did you not hear what I just said? Okay. Go ahead. Here on the Danco transmission Bearcat bounce podcast, our good friend Danco Joe. Huge supporter of the BBP, of BCJ, of Bearcat Sports, and of the Nationality TBT team. Head to Danco Joe, Danco Transmission, Danco Out of Care. Mention the BBP. Maybe just throw your arm around him and say, "Man, that that was tough on Monday night." Get get ten dollars off your next oil change, ten percent off of your next fixing of your car. Head there. We all know we need it every once in a while. Danco Transmission, DancoTransmission.com. Uh, Guys, TBT, Nationality opened the book. They shut it pretty quick. Uh, Chad, obviously, you were not able to to take in any of the action. Aaron, I imagine, were you 
in the midst of getting everything all set set up back at home, or were you able to sit down and and watch the hour and forty five minutes of uh, wow roller coaster yet again another Cincinnati roller coaster? I was actually picking up prescriptions and dinner um, through the large majority of the game. Yeah. Um. Well, if you didn't see already, have at it. I was going to say, if you didn't see already, 7167, uh, tear jerker. You know, I, I went to Twitter immediately afterwards. Didn't want to dive in too, for, too far, but just had, just wanted to say, you know, I, I shouldn't be this stressed. And now all of a sudden dejected over a basketball game in mid July. But here we are. Uh, the Nasty Natty uh, went up against a team that's a pretty seasoned team. They played 16 games in the TBT's history. So, a team that's been around for a while and they had Steph Curry on their team as well. He was out there just, just flinging up threes left and right. Um, I mean, if you watch the game, you know who I'm talking about, but I'm aside from that, just, just one of those where they had their moments. Uh, the Jacob Evans three quarter court shot three to end the third quarter. It was one of those feelings of, Oh wow. One of those shots finally went in for the Bearcats for once, you know, so used to them going in against us. Now all of a sudden it goes in for a Bearcat affiliated team. But uh, as things end, the Elam ending was unfair to the Bearcats. Uh, kind of a tough three, a four point play, and then a bit of a circus shot put put the uh, the opposition right there for a chance to, to clinch the game, and they did. Um, but it was fun seeing Troy Copain out there again, dishing the ball off to Jacob Evans, some fierce drives from Jaron Cumberland. Coriante to Barry banging down low. Uh, you know, Jack Tom is doing his thing here and there. I, it, it, it's just, it just stinks. <laughs> it stinks for a lack of better words that it was this quick. But uh, when you have a single elimination tournament, one team in every game is going to be saying sayonara after uh, the final buzzer, or I guess the final bucket goes in in this case. Um, but, you know, it, it seemed as if the Nasty Natty was a success if you guys would think, and it's something that they want to continue moving along the way, Chad, obviously you and Aaron did a big job on, on the PTP. And then of course, with your raising of fund, funds for them where they now see, Hey, there's some extra things that go into just bringing the, the, the boys together to go out there and, and play some basketball. But it seemed as if this is started something that's probably going to be coming back around. Wes Miller was in attendance at the Cintas center. Um, once, you know, wants to have it at, at fifth third, you know, next season or in the coming season. So, uh, it, it seems like something that is going to continue on past this. Yeah. I mean, that's actually one of the things that probably cost them tonight is that the Fort Wayne team has been playing together for a while. Um, and, and kind of had a rhythm in this thing. Not that these guys aren't familiar playing with each other, but like, you know, you're all getting back together. You got to kind of find that rhythm on how you handle this tournament, this format, uh, the more comfortable you are with it, the more success you potentially can have. Um, so, uh, you know, it, I, I, I don't know what, like, I don't have a lot to say cause I didn't get to see you it. Didn't watch it yeah. uh, I, I saw that they, they got down, you know, they gave up a quick run early. They battled back. Yep. They played well into the third quarter and then just kind of went cold. And that's, that's basketball for you. Sometimes you get hot at the wrong time and they got hot at uh, a little bit of the wrong time and allowed to come back. And, uh, you know, shit happens. 
It was a fun, but game aside, it was a fun week. Yeah, right. It was you know, having the guys around for the week, um, running some open gym with the team, being around the team. I, I really thought the event on Saturday was exceptionally well done. Uh, that is definitely something I want to see continue uh, into the future because I think you know. I think, I think David DeJulie said it best when he basically said, like, it was really cool that both teams were able to raise NIL money for both Cincinnati and Xavier's active teams and just right. getting to be around some of the old heads and all of that. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think he, he really put, hit the nail on the head. Ed, we know you watched it. You're going to be able to talk about it all night tomorrow night on PTP. I'm tired. I'm trying to get through this podcast uh, <laughs> as quickly as we can. I have another, you know, 14-hour day in the gym tomorrow. Uh, Aaron has a baby and Brent has work, and it's already 10 o'clock. So uh, I love you, Ed. I appreciate you live tweeting, uh, except for what mattered. Um, I think you did a, a wonderful what was job. That? The, the score? The, no, like the, they got to the Elam ending, and Ed was like, all right, thanks for tagging along, everybody. I'm going to watch the end of the game. Oh. Come on, Ed. <laughs> Um, I was yeah. relying on you for updates. I was in a gym and I couldn't get my ESPN to load. He he did tell me he sent out tweets and they didn't go through. So I don't know. Well, but he said, "I'm like oh, bye everybody. I'm gonna watch the end of the game." Well, <laughs> I, Chad, when you hear the name Taylor Persons, what do you think of? Uh, a guy that was a marginal player at NKU. <laughs> so, so he he actually went to Kokomo, where 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 your boy Flory Badunga is uh, uh, is go. lighting up the scene. But man, he was uh, he was the guy that was just knocking down shots. They got Coriante to bury in some high pick and roll situations, and and Corey would would leave him and and leave him open for a three. They fouled him on a couple threes. It's just you know something where it's just you know like you said it first time playing in the event still figuring out how to play in it. Um, rebounding hurt them a lot. Uh, a player like a Trey Scott, an athletic guard, like, an, you know, like a couple of players that were going to be coming in later on if if they were able to continue moving forward, I imagine, right. uh, would have been fun to see out there. But, you know, it is, it is what it is. It was cool. And I really hope that they continue rocking and rolling it because, I mean, the, the better these Bearcat teams get under Wes Miller – the better the players will be available and the better the teams will be as they carry on. So it was a fun, fun thing to have them all back in town. Fun thing to be, you know, typing out their names and watching them play again. Uh, just, just sad that it had to end so quickly. Elam ending's fun. Uh, I think it's something <laughs> well, that we'll should hopefully be. have so much we'll better than free throws. Yeah. We'll hopefully have a full recap next week with a couple mm-hmm. special guests. There we go. There we go. I like it. I like it. But, uh, Aside from that, man, on the business a tease. That's a teaser. Don't want to, don't want to keep you up so late just to tease you. But we just did, we just did. But uh, you know, it's a, uh, it's a cool thing. You know, obviously, West being there shows that he's pretty committed to that, um, the aspect of continuing to push that forward and, and seeing where he can take it. But um, sadly, it ended quickly, um, and I don't know. We'll. We'll see the next steps of that part of Bearcats affiliated basketball. Um, but along from that, Chad, I, I do have to mention just real quick, 
you guys had the uh, the birdie. Well, Aaron, Chad, anything more on the TBT or Nasty Natty at all? No, I, I mean, I don't, uh, I don't know. You know, I didn't watch. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right. Next year, right? Well, the, I mean, the Jake shot was pretty cool. Uh, that was. I did see a video of that on my phone. That was pretty cool for sure. Pretty cool. Jake getting hot and and reeling off what eleven points to end the, the second quarter. Yep. Was, yeah, I mean that was comeback was fun. Jaron didn't get going. Like you're, if you're gonna win one of those games, you need Jaron and Jake to cook. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He started I, to, but man, they just they couldn't hit a three at the end. Uh, and they kept on shooting threes when in the Elam ending. If you hit a three when you're at 67, you got to get to 71. It's like nothing. Like no need to hit a three. But I, you know, that's just something you continue to learn as you go on. But. uh yeah, uh, quick exit for the uh, Nasty Natty. But, hey, jerseys were fire. The uh, It was fun seeing all the guys back. Uh, but aside from that, it's time to now roll on to uh, to this upcoming season, which that game got me, like, fired up, like, frustrated. Like, uh, like I'm watching a, a Dagon game in March, and, like, it meant a lot to me. And uh, it got me a little bit more fired up for the game. I, I mean, for the upcoming season. Season, which brings me back to the birdie talk that you and Berg had extensively, Chad. Obviously, you guys mentioned this already, so not no need to dive further into it. But it just sounds like the team is starting to craft together and, and look very solid. I know there's a question in the mailbag, the the basketball portion about which team would beat which team out of a certain scenario. But You're it's sounding like answer. the depth. <laughs> okay, I can't wait to hear it because I think I know what my answer is pretty easily, but. Uh, the the depth is there right now, but it's quality depth. Last year it was just it was depth, but you know quality depth is is crazy because you know Berg even had his his write up about this upcoming season, and, and you know it, it, it's like John Newman was was mentioned by Kerry Hoffman in the uh, in the comments, and it's just like you know there are so many players that you just continuously can think of and throw into the mix. But I love the Dan Skillings talk. Um, if he's doing those sort of things in an open gym setting against superior competition, calling out NBA first round draft picks and, and wanting to do everything it takes to get better. That was my main takeaway aside from David DeJulius being a dog and Jeremiah Davenport. To, to clarify, yeah. he didn't call him out. He just buddied him up. Right. Right. It wasn't like a, like a, like a trash talking thing. It was like, I have a chance to learn from one of the greats at the University of Cincinnati. I'm going to pull him aside and like pick his brain a little bit. And while they were talking, they were playing a little shooting game, a little one-on-one and you know, it, uh, it worked out well for both of them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I, it, it just seems as if the, the depth is quality and the more talks of, of Sage Tolentino just makes it sound like, you know, not, he's not going to, Crack the rotation immediately, but it makes it sound like every player, every scholarship player on that roster is just primed to to have an impact that they need to. Sage is really interesting because the one thing about this team that we're afraid of is they're not going to have any rim protection. Or they're going to, not that they're not going to have any, but they're not going to have nearly as much as they've had. Right. Sage is 7 1 and pretty athletic. Like if you, if there's a break, glass in case of emergency situation where they feel like we have got to get some rim protection in the game. There's a role for right. Sage. Like, uh, you know, yep. 
if, if they can play solid positional defense and do what they need to do, then it won't be as much of a of an issue. But mm-hmm. if they really feel like you know we're lacking rim protection and we have we have got to get some, like, there could be a role for Sage for sure. I, it, and I mean, look at what. And I'm not saying that there should be a tactic that they deploy at all, but I mean, look at what the teams that Houston had before they started getting these more, you know, developed and, and offensively developed bigs. It was just multiple bigs having the ability to go out there and wall up and, and contest at the rim and absorb fouls if they need to. So like you said, if, if, if season wears on and the opportunity presents itself, Sage is a big, big body and, and someone that could meet you at the rim. And, and if he picks up a couple of fouls, it's, it's no harm. If he affects the game in a positive way, then that's nothing but a positive for the team. Right. So. I thought all the comments were pretty interesting leading into that. Um, just excited. Obviously, I'm I'm very, very bullish on this team. Uh, you know, I I hear you know Berg's his his trajectory of of the season this far out. Obviously, it's so much can change, but it, it seems as if you, you took last year's core and you added on a lot of very supplementary pieces. So um, as the birdies continue to chirp throughout the off season, more and more positive news. Hopefully, continues to trickle in because uh, it looks like it's gonna it's gonna be a really good season upcoming, especially one that has the staff all fully locked in. Especially like on your pod, the BCJ pod with Wes, he he mentioned you know this is like the full first full off season he's had with Cincinnati, and you know just the ability to to kind of break it down like that and and do the things you want to do on your on your little you know checklist. It's, it's going to pay dividends as quickly as this upcoming season. So looking forward to it. Aaron, did you have anything as far as from Saturday and, and from the birdie chirping that uh, came through on Thursday before we, we roll into the future of the Bearcat basketball team? I, I wanted to do, I wanted to do a new, a new segment with Berg since we yeah. do all the little birdie stuff. Right. And I wanted to call it Berg droppings. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought good, I thought it was going to be you know birdies with bird, but I, no, I like bird. bird I like bird droppings. I yeah. like bird droppings. Okay, <laughs> kind of a little naughty, but I like it. I like it, Aaron. And anything closing on those uh, two or three events? I guess. Uh, thanks for filling in for me, Berg. That's that's my comments. <laughs> I've been a little busy. <laughs> Well, you were out and about in like one of your last nights pre-fatherhood. Me last night. And you were going to rush back. And I was like, look, man, Berg was going to come on anyway. Like, you weren't going to get a word in edgewise in that podcast. Because Berg and I were there, right? And you weren't there. Right. And Berg just talks anyway. So it was like, Aaron, you don't have to come home for this. Like, enjoy your last night before fatherhood. Because you're not going to sleep again for many, many months. Yeah, I took a four-hour nap today, so. <laughs> You've seen many moons. In, in but, your bed? Like, like once you got back, you just like. Recliner, baby on me, doing skin to skin. Yeah. Oh. And she I'll, slept for four hours? Uh, no, she didn't. I She she disappeared at some point. Um <laughs> Might might need to be careful with that in the future, but hey, you know, <laughs> if, if it was taken care of, we're all good. Yeah, I have to know. <clears throat> was there a point where you woke up like, oh shit, she's gone? 
No, no. Mom, yeah. makes, mom makes sure that I'm, I'm, we're, we're good. We communicate well. It wasn't replaced with like an Natter day or something. And you were like, oh, <laughs> no. A football. It's all been a dream. It's all been he a dream. He just wakes up with a football right next to him. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? It's all been a dream. Why do you weigh the same? Where did she go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's outstanding. It's fantastic. But hey, nap has been completed. The uh, time for us now is to. To, to roll into the future of Bearcat basketball. And Chad, you are in the epitome of the future of Bearcat basketball there at the Peach Jam. Can you uh, first just clarify to everyone listening why Mr. West Miller was at the Sitas Center watching the Nasty Natty when the Peach Jam's going on right now? Because they're not allowed on the road yet. There you go. They're allowed on the road Wednesday. So. He will not be here though. Oh, initially, okay. he'll be here eventually, right? But um, I think uh, I think there's something that's fairly telling that we'll talk about on Wednesday, where he's gonna where he's gonna start out. Okay. So and that yet again is another late night teaser. You are I mean, gonna <laughs> the information it can be released when the information can be released. Right, right. No. Um, so yeah, uh, but I I there will be a presence here, don't get me wrong, because yeah, there's a shit ton of talent here in North Augusta, South Carolina. Yep. Did you know? I've always I, I learned something new today. So I've always like when I come to the peach jam on my way home, I get a bushel of peaches for my daughter. And then I make a peach and blueberry like crumble because this always happens right around her birthday and she loves it. It's like a birthday thing. Right. And I've always said from experience, sometimes I'll buy the peaches here in South Carolina. Sometimes I'll buy them in Georgia and the South Carolina peaches are better than the Georgia peaches. Mm -hmm. I was careful. I didn't say that down there. No, listen, this is crazy. I was talking to someone tonight. Apparently, 90% of the peach production in the United States is from South Carolina. But Georgia, trademark peach state. And they don't really produce many peaches in Georgia. The only places in Georgia that produce peaches are the places that are South Carolina adjacent. But the peaches are actually... A South Carolina thing. Wow. And South unless, Carolina does produce better peaches than Georgia. Unless you're Justin Bieber and you like your peaches down in Georgia. Um, but yeah, Chaz. It's, that, it's just that's not actually a thing. It's just a logo. It's just a motto. It is crazy. That is crazy. Well, because I, I mean Florida Florida's the sunshine state. You could call it a million other different things, but there's a right. lot of sunshine states. Right. You know, I mean I I agree. It's interesting. Very interesting. Maybe the most fraudulent state out there. I mean, what even is South Carolina? (laughs) South Carolina slope. Palmetto, right? Let me me check. I think it's Palmetto. State slogan. Here we go. Oh, that's not it. Oh, geez, please. Well, yeah, uh, that is a great, um, that is a great thing. Just a little tidbit. Yeah, a little, little tidbit. A little tidbit, tidbit. For you. 
as I looked this up, um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm seeing weird things. But so tell us, <laughs> you were there in uh, in the well in Georgia, not where the peaches are, but where the basketball is being played right now. And who were you able to get some eyes on so far in your first day there in town? Well, the, the, the setup is a little different in terms of the schedule this year. It, it used to be they would have 17 and under games all day because they would play two games a day. So there'd be a morning session and a night session. Well, now this thing's spread out over Sunday to Sunday. So it's eight days. Mm-hmm. So everybody's only playing one game. So it's basically like the, the 15 and under teams play in the morning. The 16 and under teams play in the afternoon. And then the 17 and under teams, the majority of them play 5, 6.30, and 8 o'clock. Um, so I was able early to just kind of bounce around and, like, entertain myself. Because mm-hmm. 15 and under so far away, and none of the regional teams really were there. Um, mm-hmm. So I got to see um, Cameron Boozer. Okay. Who is the son of Carlos Boozer. Who was the number one player in 2025. Uh, I got to see Cooper Flagg, uh, who looks like he was built in a Duke laboratory. Mm-hmm. Um, or Kentucky. No, 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 no. Straight no. Duke? Oh, he's from Maine. Like, oh, okay, okay. Come on. this It's a it's a 6'8 white kid from Maine. Right. Like, well, he was genetically produced to play at Duke. Right. Um, so I got to see those two guys just kind of, you know, uh, watching uh, Temple. Temple might be dangerous in three years. There you go, Cameron okay. Boozer. Because as I was watching the 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 Boozer twins, I think they're twins. I don't know. They play in the same 15 and under AAU team. I would assume they're twins. Right. Um, I saw Aaron McKee's uh, son, Jaron McKee. And... Okay. Holy shit, that kid's good. Uh, he looked like a, a surefire five star. Like he had, he had eighteen points at half. I think he had thirty plus in the game. Uh, so those were the first couple games I watched, and things things started to uh, heat up a little bit. And I got to see somebody I've been hearing a lot about, and I've been really excited to see, okay. because the Cincinnati coaching staff since like. June has been hyping this kid up and I wanted to see him in person first before I really got into it. He's got a great name. Yeah. Got a great name. Marcus Allen. He's not the son of Marcus Allen. Marcus Allen. It might be, maybe his grandkid. I don't know, but no, he's not, he's not related to Marcus Allen, Uh, but he plays for the Florida rebels, 16 and under team. He's a six, six combo forward. Mm -hmm. Um, Really active, had 19 points, long, um, more of a, he's a good athlete, but he's not like a super, like super bouncy athlete. He's more of a lateral athlete, which I love on guys like this, because that means you're more, more geared to defend and rebound, rebound out of your area when your quickness is lateral, as opposed to just straight vertical. Yep. Um, so I, I I really really was impressed with Marcus Allen. Uh, I talked to him after his game. He said that uh, uh, Cincinnati talks to him every day, 
He's building a great relationship with the staff. Um, and from the conversations I've had, I expect this kid to be a big-time, big-time target uh, going forward. He plays in the same AAU program as Jizzle James. Um, he played actually played up with the 17s last week in Kansas City, uh, but normally plays with the 16 and under team. <clears throat> so that was the name that I, like, had circled on the old, uh, you know, what to watch today uh, sheet and lived up to the hype. Definitely lived up to the hype. So um, when Wes gets here Thursday, I would expect him to spend as much time as he can watching Marcus Allen. Mm -hmm. So he so. also uh, looks like he recently committed to go play at Arizona, Arizona Compass. Compass Prep, which, which is where Rayvon Griffith. Rayvon Griffith. Which so now will have a Bearcat in his ear. Every day, yep. This coming school year, in the class Can't of twenty twenty three, yeah, yeah, and it, it could be like, hey, we're teammates. Then you know, I I imagine he would stay there for for both years upcoming. Would you imagine? Or I would think, I, but I, who, I don't know if they hop around like, yeah, yeah, with with, with the kids, yeah. But I mean, it would be a, a perfect like, oh, I'm I'm going to Cincy, following my footsteps, like passing the torch type thing. For Rayvon to uh, to tell him, obviously, but I yeah, I mean, from what I've seen, and and the teams that are now starting to come come after him and his high rating and and length at that age as well, you got to think that all prospects are shooting up for him. So uh, yeah, he I mean he rattled off when I asked him who was on him. He rattled off like 15, 16, 17 teams, but Cincinnati's one of his first high major offers. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I think this is one that the staff is really excited about. So they're kind of, you know, foot on the gas trying to build that relationship, which, I mean, the reality is like 23, they're still playing catch up on a lot of right. kids because everything was chaos last year and they were still yeah. trying to figure out what they had, what they need, you know, the whole nine yards. And now you're... 24, you're, you got a better feeling of this is what I want the program to be. This is what yeah. we have to go out and get. Um, so I was really excited by my first viewing of Marcus Allen. And uh, I believe I'm going to get to see him tomorrow again. Uh, so I'm excited for that as well. From from what you could tell, could, did it seem like him and Jesu James were like best buds? Or was it kind I of couldn't. Just... They were on different teams. Oh, okay. I thought you said they were on the same age. I said last week he played oh, up. Week. Oh, okay, okay. But now he's back down. But they're like, so when you get to Peach Jam, if you're 16 and under team made it, you're trying to win Peach Jam, right? With right. your 16 and under team, there's there's no right. You're not playing up the the like where you'll see kids play up is like all Ohio 16s didn't make Peach Jam, right? So so Tyler McKinley is playing with their 17s because there's not a 16s here to play for but if your 16s team is in the tournament you're playing with your 16s team trying to get yourself a title right well which is good more exposure and whatnot for the team yeah. that do make it but uh a good segue that you just did as well uh tyler mckinley was the uh his team i guess you'd say was the reason that we pushed this back a little bit chad tell us what we saw out of tyler today um so he's playing up on 17s. He started, which is a, a good, um, a good sign, like a good, you know, 
a right. 16 and under kid starting at the Peach Jam, you're not bad, right? <laughs> right. No, you are not. Um, I'm looking. Da, 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 da. That's yesterday. Here's today. We'll pull up the box score. Yeah, I'm trying to see who else is on that team, I guess. Uh, Devin Royal, Dalen Swain. Uh, Does it have the parks? Is he on this one? or No, 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 no. He plays for a different AAU program in totally. Right. Uh, Laurent Rice, um, George Washington that's going to Ohio State. Um, McKinley, McKinley didn't do a ton. Right. But he did have a moment that caught my eye. Okay. He was in a switch, ended up on Jared McCain. Do you know who Jared McCain is? Uh, enlighten those who don't. I asked you, do you know? I'm looking them up, though. He's a five-star point guard going to Duke. Pretty good. Got him Pretty good. He was, he was very good tonight. 6'2". Um, yeah, 6'2", really good handle, good shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, but he got switched up on McCain, and McCain's looking at, a, you know, a 6'9", Big man, and they like to they like to put the work when they get the big men on them, right? Right. Tyler stayed solid, moved his feet, stayed choppy, and forced a turnover. Forced forced mm-hmm. the ball to get kicked away, and ended up in a layup on the other end for his All Ohio Red team. So that was one thing. Like that's the little stuff you look for in these games. Yeah. Like okay, you you got that you got put in that situation. Yeah. You're probably gonna get cooked, right? Yeah. Because you're young and you're big and you're not ready. But instead, man, he stayed fundamental. He stayed where he needed to be. He stayed squared. He stayed uh, right in front of McCain and and got the tip away. Um, and that, that led to the turnover. So uh, I think overall he was uh, one for three from the floor. Um, two rebounds, two points, two assists the steal that I just mentioned and a turnover in 20 minutes. Um, they played that. That was a really good team. Why not? Now here's the problem. If you're all Ohio red, they started Oh, and two. So their odds of making the tournament for the peach jam. Pretty low. Are not great. Pretty not low. Great. Well, yeah. so I, the McKinley play, it sounds like one that, you know, shows up as one steal on this in, in the stat book, but when you go back and look at the tape, you're wow, that, that's pretty doggone good. Yeah, um, like it's just the the fundamentals of like, do you have the ability to to stay in front of this guy, even if it's for five seconds? Like, right. and and he did. So I thought that was a, a very solid positive takeaway for Tyler. I thought he held his own. I didn't think he was pushed around. Right. Um. I, he just didn't get the ball a lot. Yeah. Um. Which is another thing with playing up, I imagine. Yeah. It's, you know, the, the well, those guys have been happen. playing. Those guys yeah. have been playing together for right three months, and right. now you're the new kid. They needed him because they don't really have a big guy. Although, um, I tried to. They got a kid named Jacob Huggins, or no, okay. hold on, wrong name. They got a kid named London Maiden. Okay. That I want to just kidnap him. <laughs> Is that? He's like 6'6", 280 pounds, and he moves. 
Okay. Like, he's got good feet, and, like, he's a, a decent athlete. And I just want to kidnap him. And I want to take him to Luke Fickle's office and drop him off and be like, you're not allowed to leave. I don't Look care if you've ball. never played football before. You are missing out on an opportunity to make a shit ton of money, young man. Can you not find him, Aaron? No, I'm I'm in looking in. I hate the recruit search portion of 24-7, if I'm being honest. I mean, I don't think he even has one, to be honest with you. I also don't know how to spell his last name. M-A-I-D-E-N. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at him right now. M-A-I-D-E-N, yeah. All I'm seeing is a prep hoops and a max preps. He's a giant here. Like he needs. I. 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 It's. It's unfathomable to me that somebody didn't snatch this kid and be like, "You are playing the wrong sport, young man." Yeah. I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm looking at him. Uh, it kind of brings back some some flashes of uh, Oriante the buried man. I. I constantly think if he decided to. Line up as a defensive end or a, or an offensive tackle and just <laughs> use. Think about with Corey's match. hands. Yeah, it could be a tight How end. How hard right. it would have been to get away from him. He right. just snatched you. Rawr. Right, right. I mean, yeah, that that's a big dude that you just said. But yeah, I mean that that just goes to show, though. I like you said when you play up, maybe you won't get the amount of shots you will, but you have to affect the game in ways that you don't hurt the team. Just trying to help you. So right, don't get cooked. Right. So McKinley did that. Uh, obviously, stats didn't jump off, but when he's been in other AU events throughout the offseason, Chad, a few that you've been to, he has jumped off the page. So Against 16 and under competition, he's been outstanding. Right, right. Like the, so. the biggest thing for Tyler that is, is going to continue to be a question, and I don't think it's going to be a major problem in college. It's more of a pro prospect question. Okay. Is he doesn't have insane length. Right. 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 Like he's probably got a wingspan very similar to his height. The guys that jump out at you are the guys that are six, nine with a seven, three wingspan. Right. Like, right. Tyler's probably six, nine with a six, nine wingspan. So like length and and especially like guys that are older and more developed, that's going to give him a little bit of a problem. It has given him a little bit of a problem when he's, when he's adjust or trying and working to adjust to playing up. Uh, a level in competition, but it's good for him to get these experiences now because kids that size, man, you just don't get, you don't run into many situations where the guy across from you is also the same size as you. Right. Because generally when you're playing high school basketball in your home state with your home, like your home school, you're playing a white kid. Right. And it's no chance. So yeah. I, it's really good for him, and Tyler's a great kid. He's going to use this and continue to to make himself better because of it. So I, I don't, you know, it, it's not something I'm concerned about. It just these are the growing pains you go through, especially as a big man, right? When you're when you're adjusting to to more levels. Crib keeper, I've tried boiled peanuts. Those things are nasty. <laughs> yeah, they sound they sound terrible. My dad likes them, but. Doesn't doesn't sound good for me. Um, I like I I went into it with an open mind. Like I love peanuts. Like right, you know. I my dad when we go to baseball games, the only two things we'd really do is we get a bag of peanuts when we were walking in, and we get a big old thing of nachos. Yep. When we were there, and those were our two things. 
<laughs> my hotel room is like an apartment, Dave. I got a living room. I got a kitchenette. Uh, down the hallway, there's the bathroom. And then all the way at the end of the hall is the bedroom. Chad, the best thing about your apartment is is the fact that it has excellent internet. Outstanding internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, Although, that was wild Aaron, a couple weeks ago. I, I've, when I got here, the guy that was that stayed late to check me in because I was I showed up a day early. He said their internet had been out for like 36 hours, and the internet company was like, uh, "We can't get there until Tuesday." And he was like, "Okay, well, all these people that cancel their hotel rooms, I'm going to send you the bill, right, for all the money we lose because you can't get here until Tuesday and it's Sunday." And they were like, "We'll see you in the morning." <laughs> and they they were here Sunday morning. He was like the strong arm. He was Our, like, you, know, you almost showed up to no internet, and I was like, I almost had to go stay at a different hotel. Like, <laughs> I don't have a choice, sir. This is work. Our um, internet was spotty today, like all day. I was getting nervous uh, until it was like came back full strength about I don't know seven eight o'clock. There we go. So yeah, Dave, I've got my own apartment here in Augusta. I have found a new place. Uh, they have like a, it's all security. So you have to like use your key card to get in, but it's all open air. And then there's like a courtyard. There's like four propane gas grills mm. out in the courtyard. Last night there was some dude, there's like these little, all these little tables out through the courtyard. Some dude was just grilling up some steaks, had a couple beers sitting out on one of the table. I was like, shit, this <laughs> is this is living. This isn't work. This is vacation. I yeah. almost asked, like, I get, I, you got, got no, you got one of them steaks for your boy. <laughs> <laughs> Better yet, That's one of those crazy. beers. Can I borrow one of those beers? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I bring my. I got a, I got a bottle of Four Roses that I always take on the road go. with me. There Have a go. little nightcap. There take the go. edge off. Ooh, the play on words intended. Uh, so, yet again. Marcus Allen, is he a guy that is playing on 16 and under exclusively, or is he Brent. someone that kind of what? Yeah. Last week, he played on 17 and under in Kansas City. Right. We just talked about that. I know. This, I know. this week, he's back on 16 and under. No, I didn't uh, know if, like, he'll, if he's, he's been with the 16 and under all year. Okay. He's been with the 16 and under all year, except for last week, he played up with the right. 17 and under. Yeah, I just didn't know if, if you can move up like midweek or something. Messing. No, he's, um, he's typically been a seven, a sixteen and under guy, but last week he he made an exception. So Trey Green was a name that had a point explosion. Uh, what was that Sunday before uh, day before you got there? I, I think that's dead. Is that okay? Okay, all right. I think didn't that's know dead. if that was going to be a name you're going to track tomorrow or 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 anything. I don't think so. I think that okay. one has. Uh, I think that one hit its expiration date. Okay. Mutually, right. I think both sides just. It, it, I don't think it was a. It sucks because I think it like if things were a little different, I think yeah. it's something that might have been done three months ago. Right. Right. But recruiting is recruiting, and and some timelines are different than other timelines, and you know, I just mm-hmm. uh, I I. I I don't think I'm going to be watching Trey Green this week. Okay. Okay. And then, so tomorrow, uh, who are some some highlight names that you know maybe you haven't gone in depth 
so far that you're looking forward to seeing? Uh, I'll be back to watch Jizzle James again. He um, struggled a little bit today. He, he played maybe for a point guard uh, at the Peach Jam. Mm-hmm. The toughest program to play is uh, Team Takeover. Okay. They're kind of like, remember those old Jay Wright teams that just that didn't, let you, like, didn't let you breathe? Yeah. Right? Like they were up in you, if you will. Um. That's how Team Takeover is. And they jumped out like I was watching another game. I was watching Marcus Allen. Mm-hmm. And by the time I got over to watch Jizzle James, because they played in the next time slot, it was 14 to 2 mm-hmm. <laughs> in the first quarter. Like they jump on you quick. Right. Um, so Jizzle didn't have the greatest game. So I will be back to see him uh, tomorrow. There's a name for Seattle Rotary that kind of keeps popping up that I need to get a little bit more information on, a kid named Brooklyn Hicks. Okay. Um, I think he was 9 of 18 from the field today in his in his game. Uh, they played against Boo Williams, I think. Um, I briefly got to see – I got to see about eight minutes of that one as I was hopping between gyms. He's 2023, right? Yes. Yes. Because yes. he, uh, I was looking at the targets page on on two four seven, and I know that doesn't get constantly updated, but he was the name on there, so I kind of was looking a little further into it, and so the, it's, it's a name I think they're looking, they're getting an evaluation on. Um, I didn't see enough of them today to to have a great feel one way or the other, but kind of a bigger bodied right. six four or so two guard wing type. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know exactly what the end there is yet. Right. Uh, but he's a name that, you know, he's a name to at least monitor throughout this week. And maybe this week he's got an opportunity to to jump up a little bit. Um, so Travis I feel Perry. Watson. Okay. Huh? I want to mention Travis Perry real quick. Uh, I, I saw. They're not here. Oh, they aren't. I, I thought I saw you went with like one one for ten shooting or something like that. Is what someone posted on the board. No, you're thinking of the Murray kid that's from Northern Kentucky. Oh, is it the Murray guy? Okay, Jacob Murray or is that his name? I think yeah. I I don't My, Meyer is it Jacob Meyer? Jacob Meyer, Jacob Meyer. Yeah. Sorry, Jacob Meyer. I I think he might have made a mistake decommitting from Western Kentucky. Okay, okay. I just I, from what I like. And he's he's a guy that's a freak at the high school level, mm-hmm. but when you put him in this setting, it hasn't translated, right? So you know, uh, Akil Watson. I got I, I've seen Akil Watson a couple times. Um, who reported he reported an offer from Cincinnati uh, last week. Um, he's kind of a tweener for me. I like him. I think he was probably better today than I've seen him uh, either at the Indianapolis EYBL or the Louisville EYBL. Um, Probably more of a power forward, but he's really thin. Uh, What does that list him at weight-wise? I'm on a laptop. 205. Yeah, that's not. No. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. No, sir. Pushing uh, the, he's 205, I'm 205. He, and I'm not 205. 
Well, it's just, you... okay. just keeping it real. Okay. Um, a guy I got on my list I wanted to see, Mike Nuoco from CP3, uh, big guy. Um, I watched Jizzle James first half, and then I went over to watch Mike Nuoco, and he didn't play in the entire second half. So that's kind of how my evening went, <laughs> uh, bouncing back and forth between between games. Is is there interest in, in Nuoco? I just looked him up. It said, looks like some uh, Vanderbilt. Nuoco? Yeah, I think it's a guy they could watch this weekend. I think it's it's a, you know, you're keeping your eye on everything. Yeah, I mean, shoot, he's gotten NC State, Maryland, Seton Hall, Miami, Oregon, all within the past couple of weeks. So yeah, he's a kid that like this is what happens. Kids blow up from the high school portion into that first AAU weekend of July, right? And then everybody rushes to see him at, at the Peach Jam to get their own evaluation. I think that's a kid we could see evaluated uh, this week. Not that there's a lot of, you know, smoke there yet, but as long as he's not hurt, whatever went wrong today, he didn't play at all in the second half of a a really good game uh, with CP3 and uh, a team final that uh, one time UC target Aiden Holloway missed a three at the buzzer to tie it. And it was like in and out. So, uh, CP3 team is that? Does Wes have a good connection there, just with the you know North Carolina? Yeah, pretty side? solid. Yeah. Okay, I, I didn't know. Um, did I see the kid from the Cleveland area? The Ohio Red 15 and under team is not here, nor is their 16 and under team. So, unfortunately, I'm not going to get. Uh, y- yes, outside of Cameron Boozer and and Cooper Flag. And Aaron McKee's kid, uh, who I assume will go play college for Aaron McKee. This is a, come on, tweet user. This is a Cincinnati podcast. Well, well, Chad, I'm sure that I'm sure the staff would happily take Boozer and, and Flag and all of them. But yeah, for the most part. Oh, the um, uh, Demarius Owens. I think it might be who you're talking about. Uh, he didn't. He wasn't in the stat sheet, so I don't think he played today. I was monitoring City Rock 17s um, to see if if he was there. He was listed on the roster, uh, but he was not. He didn't have any minutes. Um, is Collier's UCL, UCLA bound? I have no idea who Collier's is. <laughs> He's injured. I mean, you can't really watch a kid who's injured. And I don't think if he went to a school in LA, I don't think it's going to be UCLA. Oh, oh. I don't think UCLA is in the position they think they're in. Okay. I think the school across town might be in a better position if he goes west. We'll we'll leave. You don't have to be sorry, tweet user. I'm just we're playing around. It's it's late. I haven't slept. Like we're having some fun. Yeah. Demarius Owens, you mentioned what Western Reserve Academy. Um, yeah, connections up there, obviously. I think their head coach. I and Western, yeah, and Western, yeah. I I don't what he went. He was the coach at New Hampton School. I I did little little Google searching, um, so I imagine that would be where the connection is. But um, Collier, but yeah, Collier. I I mean the Reds got a Collier. 
So I guess one caller is heading to Cincinnati. <laughs> give you that much. Um, but aside from that, at least, yeah, at least one, at least one. And uh, Arthur Page isn't playing in the PCM this week either. Yeah, he got banged up last week. Right, and also, I, I mean, put two and two together. The other times that he's played without Collier, you know what I mean. So aside from that, um, seems like a pretty loaded time. Obviously, coaching staff will be there. If not right uh, away on Wednesday, they'll eventually get there. And uh, hold on, Dave. You'll love. Hold on, hold on, Dave. You'll love this. And and Jalen Curry, Curry uh, did get off twenty tonight. Chad, right? He got uh he was two for twelve. Okay. He had five points, two rebounds, two assists, three turnovers, three steals in twenty minutes. Woof. Oh, Aaron, you like Dave loves this kid. Just because, goes hard. Well, he's either gonna he's either gonna make five shots in the five shots or he's gonna make twelve shots, but he's always gonna take eighteen, is how I've mm-hmm. described him to Dave before. Kobe syndrome. Like JD Note, pretty much. He he's he's excellent to uh just like sit and watch because it's it's a show. <laughs> it's an absolute show. <laughs> North North Carolina connection, Jalen Curry. Here we go. Um Dave said he should, should have shot him. Should have shot him more. <laughs> a weak, weak display of aggression tonight at the is that what Dave said? Should have shot more. Yeah. Yeah. What's he, what's he still doing up anyway? That's a good question. Dave, what are you still doing up? Yeah, Dave, what's going on, man? Everything good over there? Uh, but aside from that, I'm sure you'll have more <laughs> as the week progresses. Um, I mean, a lot of names, man. Just go ahead, go ahead and rewind. You can well, I mean, that's the thing about Peach Jam, man. Yeah, they're they're all there. So they're everybody's here. So like it, it, it's it's fun because it's you can there's something to watch pretty much at every time slot and if there's not then you go watch a five star like elite kid just to say have fun I've yeah. seen that kid right right realignment sources oh Dave we're about to dive into that here shortly um but yeah I mean it's it's peach jam obviously it's it, it'll bring a lot, a lot out of it and obviously some names that kind of will, will rise up at the right time. Um, so continue locked in, Chad. And and uh, I believe we're going to continue to hear more and more names as it carries on. Obviously, the Jizzle James mentioned. And the fact that you're you're, you're harping on, on Marcus Allen a lot, I think, obviously, I think if people can read the tea leaves, dive into those names. and uh, You don't have to read the tea leaves. I've, I'm telling you that is going to be a high priority in 2024. Well, if you love your tea like extra strong, just read them and then drink it. I mean, that's the best thing right there. Um, aside from that, anything else as far as the peach jam? I I, I know you're you're gonna get your your peaches from the Palmetto State, South Carolina. The Palmetto State was able to correct have have, have that one for you as well. Um, but aside from that, that's that's basketball recruiting, and I imagine still nothing more from the the Isaiah Collier recruitment or anything i'm sure it's kind of stand no. pat as is so um Correct. we'll move on move along head into football chat and of course right before we drop the pod a little bit of news coming out of the worldwide leader i guess we want to call them uh espn pete thamel we'll just say pete thamel we don't have to really mention the other part but 
Bama came out and mentioned that uh, the Big 12 and the Pac-12 will not partner as talks have officially no ended. shit. <laughs> have officially ended. Uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty much exactly what everyone could expect and exactly what um, is coming out of Pete Thamel's mouth, which means it's Bible, which means we turn to Aaron Smith. Aaron, you read the article. Yeah. And you you are you have been the guy who who brought up the survivor, and it seems as if certain people are kind of they're they aren't a part of the group. They're they're getting pushed out. It looks like they're the tribe has spoken on a little bit of uh some of the smaller Pac-12 teams, if you will. See, but the people were scrambling, right? The Pac-12 was certainly scrambling trying to stay on the island. Right. So much, in fact, that media were were almost saying like anyone would be lucky to join the Pac-12 in this whole scenario, whether it was the Big 12 joining the Pac-12, which that was never going to happen. No. Um, I don't I don't know. I mean, it, it just seems like it, it's been a love fest for the media perspective for the Pac-12 for the last like three weeks. And I, I don't understand it. I don't know if it's because they're out in California. It's nostalgia. I don't know if it's because they're out in California. I don't know if it's because... I don't it's know, USC Bowl, and you, it's yeah, nostalgia, it's, yeah. USC, UCLA leaving, all that. I mean, you're trying to hold on to a, a dying breed here, but um, it, it just never made sense to me to have anyone join the Pac-12 as trying to create a, a new, a third, uh, as far as trying to align yourself to be the third best conference. It just certainly never made sense to me. Um and and now you have these these talks dying. Why? Because they got the evaluations. They know that if the Pac-12 in its entirety joins the Big 12, it doesn't bring anything to the table. Not as far as what these individual universities are going to be paid, because you have to deal with all the dead weight that comes with the rest of the Pac-12. The reason that no one is going to be joining the Pac-12. So I don't know. This was yes, it's good to finally put the uh, the nail in the coffin on those talks, but I didn't ever put a whole lot of seriousness into the rumors that were the Pac-12 and the Big 12 looking for a merger. So, I don't know. What, what were your thoughts on when you saw? Oh, I, I mean, what, whatever conference or grouping or whatever has Oregon State and Washington State with it, it's going to be very difficult to bring as a whole into whatever conference or whatever yeah. situation they're trying to get into. So, I mean... The fact that you've been able to see the SEC and the Big Ten just pick and choose the top schools that they want, I that should be what the Big 12 sees and what the ACC potentially sees and what the AC, the SEC and the Big Ten still see. Um, there's no need to have this full merger. There's no need for any of that. When you have the ability to literally pick and choose who you want in order to benefit you as a whole. I don't see a reason anyone would go join the ACC right now unless they're a school yeah. that is currently receiving AAC money or less and right. has no future seeing any more than that money because right. they're not going to be renegotiating until 2035. No, I don't know that that's true, Aaron. No? I think they can re- – like if they get new members, they can renegotiate without opening the grant of rights, I, I believe. Like the well, Big Twelve it, grant of rights didn't expire. Like if the Big Twelve, if, if adding members voided your grant of rights, then Texas and Oklahoma would be playing in the SEC starting 
July 1st, 2023, right? Right. Yeah. Logically, like that that makes sense, right? I mean, I I mean you even saw Cincinnati's name get tossed around a little bit in regards to from Pete Thamel. From Pete Thamel in regards to the ACC. So dot I, dot dot. I think things can be moved around and worked out. I because I don't think anyone has a true real answer of what the dominoes are if certain things come into effect because it's a fluid market. It's a fluid situation. And, and I mean, it just, I mean, and then you see the, the Notre Dame conversation as well. This, this today, it's just, I, I feel like there's still so many quote unquote sources, but when Pete Thamel comes out and says something, you do have to mention it. Uh, the Notre Dame talk is a $75 million is their target. Buy out. That's yeah, their target out. for what they No, That's their target yeah. for what they want to make a year. And then what it was, Dennis Dodd mentioned the Big 12 affiliate. I'm done with that guy. I'm done with that guy. That's That guy's been the the leader on the Pac-12 being the God's gift conference of late. Like, get out of here, Dennis Dodd. I'm not a big Dennis Dodd guy. Right. I didn't know who he was until a couple weeks ago, and I'm all the way out on him. I I know he's a 24-7 guy, but... That's that's not my jam, Dennis Dodd. Little right. Dennis Dodd. Um, but you know, as as we did mention though, Pete Thamel did throw out the connection between Cincinnati and the ACC. It was early morning. Uh, Dave did retweet it. Well, on- whoever told you that, never listen to them again. <laughs> what did he say? It's on the screen. On your screen. I know I'm looking up other things. Uh, Crazy rumor going around: ESPN located in Orlando once UCF and the SEC. Oh, oh, wow! ESPN is not located in Orlando. Disney is located in Orlando. ESPN is located in Bristol, Connecticut. <laughs> so, if if you said Disney, then that's a maybe. Why, ask yourself: Why would they want UCF? They have Florida, right? Who UCF wants to be? Like they have Big Brother, they don't need UCF. It's like a, a crazy rumor going around. Big Ten located in Indianapolis wants Cincinnati uh, in the Big Ten. No, no, they don't. Right. No, Oregon, don't. Oregon, run by Nike, wants right. every single school. Uh, <laughs> but, no, I mean, I it, from the Pete Thamel article this morning, it said, said that uh, does. You know, obviously, the Pac-12 schools and all their negotiating windows, how it's obviously looking very bleak without UCLA and USC. He sure. said, does that does that allow ACC to make a targeted strike at the best available from the Pac-12 and then take either two or four others? And those could be either two or all of these. And he specifically mentioned Arizona State, Colorado, TCU, and then Cincinnati. Uh I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I know it's Pete reporting it, so he's hearing something. He doesn't put his name on much that isn't of no value. That's why we always rely on him, right? Sure. Yeah. That's, that's He's not just throwing shit at the wall. But I don't know. Th- those additions just seem odd. I guess it's trying to get your footprint in the Ohio market, in the Texas market. Well, and there is some logic on Cincinnati and the – 
in the ACC because they're yeah they're that right one makes sense of of, of of the four yeah yeah I to be honest with you just seeing Cincinnati's name listed as an potential potential ACC ad just makes me happy because you know you don't want to be the one left outside looking in and if Pete Thamel's mentioning the Bearcats who are already in the Big Twelve as a potential further addition to the ACC sounds like some pretty solid footing that the Bearcats are currently in. So, um, I mean, the, the ball continues to roll. I don't think there was any definitive news coming out on a realignment other than the fact that Pac-12 will probably be no Moss, even if they want to go out and add a San Diego State and whoever else it is and try and fluff them up as the next big thing. But um, it just doesn't seem as if there's anything truly coming out other than Big 12 being proactive but not being dumb, which is exactly what you want to hear as a member of the Big 12. And then, obviously, every conference still trying to make moves to further better themselves. Um, and that is realignment, man. I mean, it's weird. It is weird. Had a lot of re- realignment conv- convos up in Michigan and this past weekend, and it's all just everyone has the same thoughts on it. That it's just crazy tearing things up and it's money, 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 all about money. You yep. see in the big 12 or ACC, um, man, it's a hard one. Uh, I don't, I don't think it's that hard. It's I mean, hard. it's hard. Are we talking big 12 and then adding those, those potential teams out of the pac 12 or just big 12 as it's currently constructed money wise, I would want the big 12, but if the ACC can rework their contract and add, teams to further boost up their potential earning than maybe ACC if it's that direction, but sure. I'm all in on the big 12. I, I think that it's the best move period. Yeah. Dot. No remaining. I think the big 12 is, is the right spot for where things are headed. Yeah, I agree. And hopefully they just add the four names that have been listed and, and go on from there. <laughs> I see. I see conference realignment has been shut. Door has been closed. So that means we move on to uh, what was this past weekend in recruiting and commitments. Uh, Malik Elzey announces he is committing to, he committed to the Bearcats, obviously a massive, massive get um, one that is only further strengthening what is turning into a huge strength of the Bearcats football program, which is the wide receiver room. Um, it's just Mike Brown has been what a, what a freaking hire when you yeah. consider yeah. where that room was. Yeah. And where it is now. Mm-hmm. Mike Brown was a, a massive, massive addition for the staff. Cause he is killing it. Having oh, a guy from the NFL simply does not hurt. No. And you got to give Gino a lot of credit. Gino's the 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 power guy for Chicago uh on this staff. So Gino got got in the door, got Mike Brown a seat at the table, and Gino and Mike Brown were able to uh to get the job done. So you got to give them both a ton of credit on Malik Elzey. Yeah. I- Coffee's for closers. I mean, it's uh, it is crazy though because I'm I'm sure Illinois threw everything they possibly could at him. 
because uh, it, it seems as if all the schools around Cincinnati that have not felt the sort of recruiting push and now are losing multiple targets to Cincinnati, they got to be scrambling. And when it comes to scrambling, and Cincinnati's still the one pulling out the recruiting victories more often than not, it's a, it's a huge thing to look forward to and a huge thing that the staff has just continued to nail down. Um, LZ's going to – he'll be, if not the top prospect in the 2023 class for the Bearcats, unless they're able to, to, to pull in someone. I think he's second behind Day McCullough right now. But, I mean, he tore up the seven-on-sevens. He's, you know, primed for a monster season next year in high school. So it's going to be it's going to be awesome to see. But yet again, Chad and Aaron, I, would you want to go play for the Fighting Illini? In the Big Ten, or, or or ride on this train that is currently the Cincinnati football program. I mean, that's that's a pretty easy one. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I mean, Brett Brett Bielema, he's got a lot of things going on there, but one of those None of them not, good. <laughs> one of those is definitely not throwing the football around and, and having a fun uh, fun atmosphere. But aside from that, it's a it's a big commitment. Um, yes. I don't know. Coming out of it, obviously, you would have wanted to have two of the wide receivers that were coming in this weekend, but LZ is an unbelievable coop and, and one that should be the only focus, in my eyes, coming out of the recruiting weekend. Yeah, I don't I don't know of anything else that happened. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Yeah, I was in Michigan. Had very, very poor, poor service. So, yeah, I, I was, only saw the I only we saw had LZ a, commitment, and then that was it. We I had a baby. Family stuff. Yeah, Aaron had a baby. Aaron, Aaron saw Elsie's name and commitment. And he was like, "All right, let's let's get this baby out." And then the rest of the weekend didn't mean anything. Chad, same with you. You were going to get your peaches, man. Okay. Right. Yeah. Aaron held his child for the first time. Yeah. On Saturday, like that's. I mean, we almost went with Malik Elsie Smith, but it just didn't have the same ring to it. <laughs> as a girl, yeah, it would have been boy. Oh, yeah, right. As a girl, it would have been. As a girl, it would have been weird. Yeah. Malika, Malika, Elza, Elza. You could have called her Elza. You could have. You could have. See. Let it go. <laughs> okay, we'll let it. We'll let this one go. Very good. I like it. Segway. Um. But yeah. Go back. Uh, Chad, just real quick, Aaron, real quick, football recruiting front, Elsie commits. I don't think that there's any other, you know, commitment dates set for the other high priority targets right. that are on the list. But aside from that, obviously, uh, article was put up, I believe it was last week or a couple weeks ago, uh, of who the top priority targets are still in the 2023 class. And I don't think anything changed other than one of them committing and the other one just kind of, you know, whatever. And then here we are, uh, 15th, n- number 15 class right now. Um, as more commitments fall other places, it expected the slide, but a huge commitment in Malik Elzey and, and one that will only get better as, as he tears up the scene on the high school level next year. Melbeck time. No updates on Jalen Thompson at the moment. Uh, okay. I think this one comes down to UC and Michigan State. I know there's been some buzz on Ohio State. I think this is Bearcats and Spartans. Um, I don't have a good hint or a good clue for which way I think it falls, uh, but I think Cincinnati has done a great job. 
and they're in the mix for a force, you know, a, a quality four-star defensive end. Um, when I have more, you will have more. That's why you subscribe and join BearcatJournal.com, and you don't come here always looking to get the milk for free. <laughs> you know, um, one of the things, real quick before we close out the uh, Malik Elsey talk, is in his commitment um, story and everything was just the, the mention that he had uh, that he's already, you know, in contact with Brady, Brady Dragish and, and Amari Snowden. Those are two Michigan guys, two guys that are saying we're not done. We got to keep bringing these other guys in. So it's not too hard to connect the dots there. That they're uh, working on Jalen Thompson. They're going hard sure. on Jalen Thompson. So yeah. uh, definitely fun. Definitely fun. All right, Melbeck. Oh, timestamp. If you'd like timestamp, time tweet user. You keep telling me you'll subscribe soon. It's your money where your mouth is, bro. Tweet user <laughs> on the YouTube. Oh my dog. Um. All right. If you'd like to sponsor the timestamps or the mailbag, <laughs> hit me up. DMs, private messages, whatever. All right. Cool. Um, football mailbag, starting off. Uh, please rank from least to most in scrimmage yards this year. Kiner, Tucker, Wiley, Mardner, Mateer, and McClelland. Or is someone outside this group going to lead this category? Tyler Scott? Most scrimmage yards this Trey year. Tucker? Trey Tucker's on there. He's number oh, two. Tucker, okay. Tyler, uh, Tyler Scott's, if not at the top of the list, very close. Um, I'd probably go Kiner because I think he's going to get the ball the most. Yep. But Mardner might be the sleeper just because he's, you know, the, the splash guy, the big play. Right. Down the field, throw it up and go get it. Um, Wiley, you you know you you wonder does does Lenny cut into that some? I don't think can, it's going to be Shaman. Can Wiley avoid the injury bug this year? Sure, and and to lead the team in yards, like you're gonna have to get the ball a lot, and the ball's gonna go to both of those tight ends a lot. So that's I mean, gonna Kiner's the answer first. I think Kiner's the answer. There's no doubt. Uh, if I had somebody. In this list, it would be Mardner that's kind of the the sleeper. Uh, if somebody outside of this list, Tyler Scott, Scott's Thompson really good this year, man. Tyler Scott's going to be really good this year. Uh, Jaden Thompson, I think, is going to be really good as well. I don't know if he's going to be number one. Right. Well, no, but I'm saying he, he'd fall in that Mardner range. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. I think Mardner's more take the top off, but I think Thompson will have more catches and and uh, opportunities, if you will, unless Mardner yeah. just jumps off the page and 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 camp and just right. demolishes. And Chuck, I just hope Chuck has a couple real good splash plays. That's yeah. what I want to see out of Chuck. Um, I don't think he's going to be high volume by any means, uh, but some splash plays would be awesome to see. Um, I think Wiley could, could blow up. I think uh, I think they want to get the ball to Josh Wiley. And, and I know the Lenny T thing, but I don't know. If, if they develop some things for Josh and get him the ball, he's going to go out and get chunk yardage. But I think Chris Scott's going to be effective. Like, I love Chris Scott, but he's not going to lead the team in scrimmage yards. No. Uh, side note, we do need to get views up on Switch so people can hit subscribe. Uh, for people who are using YouTube on your phones, um, if you use Twitch, you can actually do other things on your phones while sliding that uh, 
that video to the corner of your phone as opposed to YouTube where you cannot do that. Just saying. Um, the next question from the mailbag. Would you agree with the comment that Prater has developed a lot more than where he was about a year ago? Yes, because if not, then Ben Bryant would already be the starting quarterback. Well, I think you could make that argument for a lot of guys on the team that most people have developed. That's the point of this. That's how this program operates. <laughs> if you're if you're not developing, then you're you're not going in the transfer it. portal. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. I mean, I think it's pretty blatantly obvious that Evan Prater has developed quite a lot. Um, yeah, I think I think if you look at anything Chad's written from from practice reports. Anything that Brady has mentioned from the weight room and and this that and the other, everything is coming up positive for Prater. Uh, let's just see how his his throws on a consistent basis are looking in camp compared to how uh, Ben goes well, out there controls things as well. Well, calm down. We're trying to get Twitch users up. I I just want to emphasize the fact that if Prater was not like actually developing and all of that, I mean he's he's. We aren't just saying that he's developing just to make sure that people think that there's a quarterback controversy. He's actually very much improved. Like here's here's something I need people to understand. Oh, we're just kidding, Will. It's okay. Here's something I need people to understand. There is nothing more that I want in everything I say than to be right. And if and if being right includes saying Evan's not progressing at the point that he needs to and that Ben Bryan is pulling away, I would say that because that would, if that was what was happening, it would make me right. That's the whole point of, of like this operation, right? Like Brent knows, Aaron knows, we've had many talks on stuff where I'm like, I, guys, I think, I think you make a great point, but I don't know that it's right. Like, right. and, and the backbone of how BCJ has been built is on being right. So right. if Evan wasn't performing to the level of being a serious factor in this competition, then I would tell you guys that. Well, and I, you've, you've been bullish on Bryant since he returned. Yes. Whereas it, Brent and I, I feel like have been more team Prater, but. Yeah, I'm, I mean, team, I'm team right, Aaron. That's what I'm getting at. Listen, I, anybody. I get it. I'm just saying we we felt a little stronger about Prater winning the position early sure. on. That's you fine. felt stronger on Bryant. And now we're, we're all just – we don't know what's going to happen. Nobody knows because it's a legit competition. Like this isn't just stuff to confuse Arkansas or to drive clicks or anything stupid. Like it's Here's the thing. Legit. I've talked to the people making the decisions. They want there to be an obvious answer. Because if there's an obvious answer, then they can just move forward and whoever's number one becomes number one and gets the number one snaps and, and assumes all the responsibilities of being QB1. Right now, they're in a place where there's not separation between the two so that means you have to go into camp and treat them both as qb1 and qb2 right 
And they're getting right. half the snaps as right. QB1. Exactly. You're getting, but in the end, the, the fact of the matter is this they both could lead the team sure. in their own way. And sure. it's just who's going to lead to a win. And we, we've seen Luke, that's the way he does it. Whoever's going to lead the team to a win, he's going to put them out there. And who knows if, if that player ends up showing themselves on the third drive down at Fayetteville and they, you know, leads the Bearcats to a big win and, and then continues on. Or if that guy changes midway through the season after this, that, and the other, who knows, but it, it seems and, as if it's a huge, huge cup. Right. Now. And I just want to point out that that's because Aaron is actually, he records everything on a Nintendo switch. Yeah, for sure. That's his, that's his go-to piece yep. of equipment. That's it. Uh, Chad, what's the, what's the thing that makes you the most excited about 2024 recruiting and what aspect of recruiting has most led to their success? Um, having a legit seat at the table. Like not having to overcome everything that they've had to overcome to get to this point. That That's more exciting than anything. Being able like, to say the words Big 12. Being being able to just like not have to deal with constantly convincing kids that it's not a big deal that they're going to have to play in the American Athletic Conference when in your heart, you know, it's a big deal that they're going to have to play in the American Athletic Conference. Like that's that's what's got me the most excited because that's what changes the trajectory. What aspect has led to their success? They just put nine guys in the NFL. One of them was a four-star. Most of them were not high three-stars. Most of them were middle to low three-stars. One wasn't ranked. One wasn't ranked. At all. And he might be. I had this conversation with a couple people. Outside of Sauce. Brian Cook is going to play in the NFL for a long fucking time. Like that dude is going to be a starter. As long as he stays like health is the obvious, like sure unknown. Yeah. But if he stays healthy, that dude is going to be a starting safety, getting a big contract. Like, you know, we're talking about Jesse Bates. That's going to be Brian cook in four years. Because that dude is a star. Like, that dude is everything you want in a football player. Fast, tough, smart. You guys don't know this. So, Thursday, when we were at UC, they had, like, the the TBT press conference. um, And then those guys had a practice. And then UC had a practice. We're not allowed at the UC, like, summer workouts. So we had some time to burn. So Justin Williams and I saw some bodies on the football field when we when we parked. So we're like, let's let's go out and check out what's going on on the football field. They were doing the steps, which just is something that they do every summer after squad fest, before camp. They run the steps right. of Nippert Stadium. And each position group has a lane, like a, a row, right? And they do the steps a certain number of times. And there's a position group that wins. There's a position group that loses. Da-da-da-da-da. You know who was encouraging the defensive line the entire 
time that they were running the steps, you know, it was side by side with the godfather, Dante Corleone, who's down to 320 pounds. And a year ago, couldn't go back down the steps. He went up the steps and he, that was it. Brian Cook. Cook was just in town and had to get some work in, wanted to get some work in, and was out there. Like, I expect him at some point in time to be Cincinnati's safeties coach. Like, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, (laughs) Brian Cook is going to – or, well, it might not be Cincinnati. Who knows? He's going to be Luke Fickle's safeties coach at some point in time because everybody in the program fucking loves that dude and everything he's about. I still can't get over – that he doesn't have the hair anymore and he doesn't scare me nearly as much without the, the predator mm-hmm. locks. Right. But he was right there. It was a 90 degree day. He was out there with the D lineman, like getting them through the D lineman finished Corleone got the job done up and down mm-hmm. the steps. I think they go five times. Yeah. I might be wrong on that. Next time we'll ask Brady how many up and downs they do uh, when they do the steps. But Man, I love Brian Cook. And Brian Cook is why they have success in recruiting. Because they can tell anybody. We did it with this guy that nobody wanted. And we put him in the third round with one of the top three franchises in the NFL. And that dude's going to go win rings. You want to do that? Come play for us. Second round. Second round, sorry. And and, and the <laughs> fact that in his introductory press conference with – Kansas City's media media. Someone was like, you know, you were you were battling some injuries. How long is it going to take until you're back? And he was like, if we had practice tomorrow, I'd be out there. So yeah. it's just like, it's like he did that at UC every he's, week. He's we talked about that a million I'm gonna, times. I'm going to do this. Right. But uh, another thing for me is the fact that the, the evidence is there already. That sure that there have been some coaching changes amongst the staff for the Bearcats but they just don't skip a beat. They keep getting better, which means that the foundation and the the culture that's been established is culture is, is something real. that is, is already there. And, and people I see, hate... go ahead. Sorry. And, and people see past, you know, the, the minor changes here and there because it's, it's the culture that's already been built and the team and the players that are on the team that builds the program up more than any other program really out there right now. I hate the word culture because far too often it's fake as shit. It's not fake for Luke Fickle. It means something. No. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you think Ben Bryant returning this year was always the plan, or is that something that just developed this offseason? No comment. Next question. <laughs> Here's I, I do have something on that, Aaron. I will say this. I think he re, I, I think he he missed it. Like I, I think the intentions were pure. Eastern Michigan was where his dad played, right? Like, he went home, essentially, to his dad's alma mater. But I think when he got there, it sets in that this place is special. Like, Ben Bryan is the ultimate example of what we've talked about all along about what Luke Fickle has built. Because he went somewhere else, and he went, oh, shit. Like As a starter, he he would have been – Without it, hands down, no doubt, you are he'd the starter. One of the he'd have been conference first team all Mac. 
or second team all Mac. Like it, it would have been that there's places grading him out as like a top 10 senior quarterback in the country. Yeah. He would have been the best quarterback or second best quarterback in the Mac. Like it was, he had it all laid out, but I think from what I've heard and understood throughout this process, it didn't take long once he got to Eastern Michigan to just be like, man, I, I, I'm, this isn't home. This one isn't the, one of these my things. Is not, this isn't my program. One of these things is not like the other, right? Right. That's well, a, think, another testament to what Luke has built. I and I also think Ben's smart enough to kind of calculate out that he's like, okay, I go here one year. No, but I'm telling you, Brent, I don't think it was like that. No, 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 no. I, but I mean, if if it's not one tiny thing that was in his brain, then I think that's that's a little. I I don't think it's too hard to calculate. Okay, I can go here and and just see how it is because I want to play. I want to get on the field, but I know Des is going to to the NFL after this season, and and it's, I, I don't it's think when he just, left, it was even a thought in his mind that he'd be back. Yeah, that he'd be not. back. I like I don't no, think that it's was just that that there's no like definitive like who is going to be the the starter at Cincinnati other than yeah, the potential I, for Evan Prater to roll in. Yeah, I, I don't think it was like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go down to the minors for a year and like right. get my curveball in order. I don't think it was like that. I think it was. No. I need to go because there's you not a spot on the field. Yeah, yeah. I, I need to get on the field. I need to play to accomplish right. my dreams. I really don't think when he left, there was like I'm the, the doors open for me to come back. I think it's when he left. Yeah, he realized this is. These are my guy. This is my that's my that's my team. That's my program. Right. And where I'm at doesn't match up to where I was. Well then maybe that's, that's not Eastern Michigan's it. fault. You're Eastern Michigan no. in the fucking Mac. Right. <laughs> Mashing. All right. Uh EA's NCAA College Football 24 will drop next July 10th or 11th on 2023. The rumors are that our Bearcats will start the game as a five-star team with six stars being the max for any team. That's sweet. That Not a question, sweet. just a simple observation. Top but 10 program. Sweet. I can't wait. I'm I literally at midnight that night. I'm I'm gonna be up until the sun rises playing NCAA football. No, you're not. Cannot wait. Yes, I will. No, you're not. You're Just you That's a year away. It'll be fine. It's for <laughs> it's 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 research for work. Um, favorite higher ground meal. So we have not had all the higher ground meals because we generally don't get the dinner. We get the lunch meals because most of the time we're there for morning practice. Practice gets done around 11 30, 12 o'clock. We do interviews. We get we get a meal. I think it's pretty easily the Monterey Ranch chicken sandwich of the lunch meals. It's the only thing I've had, so I have nothing to line it up against. You haven't had anything else? That was it? I thought you went a couple times. Um, no, you had you had more. You were right. with me. You're right. I forgot about that. I think I think I got a like it was a Friday and it was like leftovers. No, we had no, like buffalo were. chicken wraps and like yeah and like. Uh, I don't even recall that. So maybe per, it was personal pizzas. The, the deal was that the, the Monterey Ranch chicken sandwiches are so good that what you had the second time just didn't I even don't, register. I don't even remember it. Right. 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 The Monterey Ranch chicken sandwiches are are, are legit phenomenal. Mm-hmm. 
So that's, I mean, I, that that's, I've, I've been at night a couple times and the nighttime stuff, it's, it's obviously like it's dinner. So it's, it's real deal. Like, you know, multi, multi course dinner, but yeah. I hear the taco bar is phenomenal. There we go. I didn't have that. Um, so moving on to basketball, that was the football portion of the mailbag. The basketball portion is Drake Powell pretty much a lock for UNC with them offering. And also for 2023, pretty safe in saying, is it Fredrickson? I was going to say it looks like Fredrickson. Uh, Fredrickson, Meyer, and Autry are the three in play for shooting guard. Um, when North Carolina offers a North Carolina kid, kind of is what it is. Like, Game blouses. Nah, not necessarily because you don't know exactly how, like, are they are they just setting offer. the bait, right? Like, because they know he's the number three, I think, number three player in North Carolina. And now Gigi Jackson uh, decommitted from North Carolina and is, from what I understand, going to reclassify to 2022 and, and North Carolina didn't have any scholarships. That means that Drake Powell moves up to number two in the class uh, in North Carolina in 2023. Do I think Cincinnati is going to beat out North Carolina for a North Carolina kid? Uh, I think that would be very difficult. I'm going out on a limb. I think it'd be very difficult. Um, It's not pretty safe saying anything about shooting guard for 2023 because I don't know that they're going to take one like I think they're keeping their options open and 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 looking at shooting guards or combo guards mm-hmm. um I, I think we'll see West take a look at Fredrickson this week is it safe to say we have no clue how many scholarships are even going to be on the table there might be for next eight year? plus scholarships available like realistically there's four super seniors and four seniors and then five guys that could enter the transfer portal. Like we could be looking at almost a complete roster overhaul regardless of what happens. And Wes is the head coach of the Hornets. Just right. Like (laughs) I don't think those three names are like Meyer. I, I don't know that he's good enough. Like he he's, he struggled the past couple weeks. I I know he wants to be a Bearcat. That doesn't mean you get to be a Bearcat. Fredrickson, if you've looked at him, his offers are declining. Like, there are mid-majors jumping into that recruitment. So you got to be careful with that one. I think Wes goes and gets a look at him. I think he gets a look at, Ma- at Meyer. I know they really like Trey Autry. I don't know that they're ready to go all in on him. So, no, I don't think it's safe in saying that at all. I think that's just the names we've talked about most recently. Um, So those are the names everybody wants to like. Like, Cohen Carr, I guess, isn't like a a guard, a combo guard. I would take Cohen Carr over all three of those guys and nothing twice. He's your favorite. Get Cohen Carr. He's your favorite kid out of the class, though, right? No. But no? I love him. Okay. Because I think he do you know what Flubber is, Aaron? Like the movie with Robin Williams? Yes, well, the movie. 
it's a movie that was like 30 years before that but then robin williams remade it cohen carr has flubber in his shoes i'm convinced of it he had one tonight that i i had no clue that he was even like dunking was even an option and next thing i know his head is on the rim like he's just so fun to watch now his three-point shot is a long way off but he's another kid i would like to kidnap and 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 see what he could do at tight end because he's six five and he's a freak athlete is it bad that me a basketball guy keeps wanting to change these guys to football players now you understand how ethan wright became a safety right well, that's Luke taking football players and making them defensive football. He's one step ahead of me on the just saying. On, the, on the learning curve. Just He's saying. already up here. I'm still down here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, create a competitive starting five with the current or past UC walk-ons. And uh, D-Monk says his, his starting five would be Meech, Meeker, Eppensteiner, Tobler, and Barwin. C.J. Anthony. Because I think C.J. Anthony could legit play at a at a pretty solid program at point guard. So you're taking Meech out? Yeah. I, I, was Meech even a point guard? Was he like, I don't know that he was a point guard or a. I'm looking at the five as they stand. I know. I'm just at like I don't know that Meech was like a even as a I don't know that he was like a point guard. Well, I mean, uh, even a even a kid from last year, um, West just gushes over. The kid that graduated. Um, um, yeah, I'm picturing little Frodo Baggins. Who? Oh, from last year. I feel year? so bad because he's going to be so mad if he sees this that I fucking am spacing on his name. Yeah. I'm going to let you guys keep thinking about it. Who graduated last year the, off the bench? Right. You, don't, you, you can't save us here? I mean, you want me to? Yes. Yeah. Sam Martin. Yes. Yeah, Sam Martin. Thank you. Sam. Uh, Sam, Sam could play point guard, but I, I, I'd probably go CJ Anthony at the one, uh, was Sam better than Meek? Well, Sam was, Sam was little. He was a point guard point. Sam guard. Would so have to be CJ. Point guard. If you're going to talk Meech, like I think Meech would be in no, this no. conversation. I'm talking, I'm talking Meeker. Was, was Sam better than Meeker? As a two guard? No. Okay. Well, what I'm getting to is Meech would be in this conversation two, three with Meeker and Eppensteiner would be my point. Um, what 80, wasn't 80 Jackson, the guy that the football player that hit the, hit the shot against game winner against Minnesota. Like, don't we have to put him in this conversation for two, three? Yes. Tobler's my four. I'll fight you to the death. <laughs> If you don't have Tobler in this top five. I mean, Tobler drained that shot against Houston on senior night. Um, yeah, you or have to have Barwin five. What do we do with Ron Allen? Doesn't Ron Allen have to be in here somewhere? I He, he got a scholarship. But he wasn't he, – he didn't – he was Hurricane Katrina. He literally had nowhere to go. Right. But he was on scholarship. Eventually, a lot of these guys were eventually on scholarship. A lot. Ron Allen was not on scholarship when he got here. It was just that ultimately everybody left 
and they had to give scholarships to somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ron Allen's in the mix. All right. Um, one CJ Anthony. Two Meeker. Uh, Would you put in a uh, old, old Banksy since he started over Tar Heeson? <laughs> how, how do you how do you not three banks because he started a game over Tar Heeson, <laughs> which may be the most crazy fucking thing in the history of the entire program. <laughs> and it wasn't a senior game. <laughs> no, we got two options here: Rob Banks or Tar Heeson. Give me Rob. <laughs> Hey, that's the worst hey, thing. Hey, let's rob some fucking banks. Oh my god! Whenever, whenever I totally. see, whenever I see Tar Eason brought in or brought up, you know, he was named to the All Summer League team. I just have this, and and I'm not talking down about Rob Banks, but I have this picture. We of, know who you're talking down about of Rob Banks, and it says Legion of Excellence. You see Rob Banks, and I just send that to my friends, and it's yep, Rob Banks. Started over Tari's and and we and they were playing Tari at the five like we were a high school team. It's like, come on, let's rob some fucking banks. All right, that's enough on that topic. We'd love to hear more about the upcoming opportunity Hensley has to play on a select team, as well as what his best case for a role in this year's more stacked UC team is. I don't know a ton about this yet. It is a group of. Um, American players generally entering their second or third season in college. So it's a a weird thing to be honest. So underclassmen, like on the verge of upperclassmen, uh, there's this committee that selects them apparently, uh, like five years ago, six years ago, they contacted Wes, Wes sent a couple guys, those guys played well. So they've, they've stayed in contact. Um, it was actually supposed to be two. I won't say who the second is supposed to be because it's there's. I'll get into it down the road. Um, but it ended up just being Jarrett Hensley. Uh, they go two days in New York for like a training camp, and they go to Barcelona for seven days, and they play against club teams. Um, so he's gonna get high level coaching. He's going to play with high-level college players. Um, I don't have the full details on it yet. This is something I just learned about Thursday night. Um, but it's coming up in August, so it's it's getting here soon. It's it's the same thing as the 1992 Dream Team. They're, like, doing the same path that they did, and they're, like, exhibition tour, playing the same right. teams or programs. Um, I mean, yeah, like, the, the teams uh, – the team has a lot of like interesting, like Ethan Morton from Purdue. Like he didn't start last year. He, he played a little bit here and there. I mean, like Brandon Newman's another player from Purdue who kind of didn't play. John Hughley, remember that name from Pittsburgh? I mean, there's no like, you know, dominant players on, on the roster. Jalen Blake's from Duke. Uh, I, it's, it, it'll be interesting. I think it'll be a chance for, you know, him, for Jared Hensley to kind of, showcase what he can do yeah Yeah. um if if given the opportunity so yeah it's like it's what is it so 
says this year's team will follow in the sneakers of the 1992 USA Olympic Dream Team uh, with the team of college players taking part in games in Barcelona, Spain, which is the site of the 1992 Olympics. So, check. It's so um, kind of, I guess, just what the the anniversary, the 20, what, 30 year anniversary? Jeez. 30, yeah. 30 year anniversary of that. So, oh, I'm old as shit. Um, Jared was excited about it when I talked to him. Like, he was really looking forward to it. All as right. far as his role on the team next year, I, I'm, I'm bullish on Jarrett Hensley. I mean, I like I him a lot, he, man. I, think I like showed, him a lot. I think he showed a lot at the end of the year last year, and I think West kind of also showed some trust in him. Um, and some of it was probably by default because of of the, you know, Newman with right. battling some injuries and things like that. But I mean, Jarrett was playing through an injury, and and it, I, I'm very high on what he can bring to the team, and if his shots. Knocking down at a consistent rate. He already has the athleticism, and he's getting better and better in the weight room. I mean, shoot. I think he has a chance to really do something well. I'd be surprised if his numbers aren't close to double what they were last year. Like yeah. Minute, minutes, anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, I I mean, his numbers weren't great. He didn't start scoring until, like, you know, towards the end of the year. But, yeah, I could see – I mean, minutes. Hey, minutes, here, minutes will lead to, to all the other numbers, of course. Here's the biggest thing for me. I think when you see him checking the game, you're going to feel pretty confident that like things are good, right? Like that's the, for me, that's like the beginning of the progression of a guy's career is when you see him checking the game, you're like, all right, let's see what Jared can do. Not right. like, Oh boy, we got to get through these next, we got to get through these yeah. next four minutes. Yeah. Oh, I felt that way towards the end of the year. Yeah. Like at Houston, he kind of was coming out a little bit. Yeah. At broke SMU, right. And then, well, then at SMU, we, Threw down that monster dunk, but I thought he had a pretty good game overall. And kind of just you saw him Plus continue to get better. Great kid that works his ass off. Right. All I right. Who would win and why? Finnessy, DeJulius, Skillings, Davenport, Lockin with a bench of Hensley and Sage versus Micah Adams Woods. Uh Anthony, Nolly, Newman, Azikpe, and a bench of Reed and Odie. The team that scores more points. There you go. Great answer. Easy, easy way out. I, I, I will also say this. I have been to the last two open gyms, including an open gym that produced like four NBA guys. And David DeJulius is undefeated. So I would no. take the team. With David and Julius. All right. Got that dog in him, man. Got that dog. Where he's at. And Skillings, man. Whoo. Huh. Love when uh, Berg says something good about somebody. It makes me feel like, you know, it's not just rosy colored glasses. So, it, like, look, Berg watched last year. He watched the practice last year and he's like, this team sucks. I'm out. <laughs> Still got to watch every good. game, though, Berg. Come on. No, you don't. He, he's not no, feeling don't. that. He's not feeling that way this year. <clears throat> Look, Brent. You talk walking a mile in somebody's shoes. You walk a mile in those shoes and get back to me. I, I understand. That, on that. I understand. Okay. Okay. I, I understand. All right. Uh, moving on. Last part of the mailbag. 
Um, of course, it was Skins who wanted to wish me well as a father, asked for my address, and that made me concerned. And I don't know that he's actually trying to send me a gift. Um, says he's retiring. Well, he's, he's sending you a gift that is uh, like a pipe bomb. It's right. It's it's not <laughs> it's not allowed by the U.S. Postal did you Service. DM, did you DM the address? No. You should just to see. I, I my my guess is it would be like a glitter bomb where you would open up and it would just yeah that sounds it. great or or like good like the the exploding bag of, a bag of dicks that they have like that's a thing right. that, that you can Whoa. do yeah yeah it's Rabbit like bomb. all these little it's stupid now you're just giving them ideas yeah, yeah. Uh, now, he wasn't anyway. glitter now you're gonna get a bunch of yeah. He did say, congrats, Aaron, in honor of your first child being born that you know of. I'm ending my vendetta to put you six feet down. I do need an address so I can deliver the baby gift. So he can deliver it. Sure, yeah, that's uh, okay. On to rapid fire. Is it okay to disown someone who gives you what you think are mashed potatoes and they are made out of cauliflower? Yes, never talk to that person again. And I like cauliflower. I'm, I'm okay with that. Mashed potatoes are one of my top five foods ever. Uh, don't even need gravy, just mashed potatoes. If they're done right, you don't need gravy. Um, mashed potatoes are fantastic. Like, what if you bite into it and you eat the whole thing and you thought it was mashed potatoes and a week later you found out it was cauliflower? Then your palate's broken. And you can still hate that person forever. Sure. <laughs> like, that's just like, look, I'm sorry, but like, you know. You tell me it's mashed potatoes and it's not mashed potatoes. We have a problem. A real problem. Uh, Texas or North Carolina barbecue? Texas. And I like North Carolina barbecue, but Texas. Yeah, I'll go Texas. I feel like North Carolina barbecue is a little too sweet. So I'm also in on the Texas barbecue. I'm, in, I'm, I'm more the smoky guy. Now, that yeah. said, I'm a Carolina gold guy, but I believe that's more of a South Carolina sauce, the mustard sauce. Probably. Uh, Carolina gold. This is, you, want a, you want a hot take? Let's hear it. Carolina gold is the superior wing sauce. Mm-hmm. There's no better wing sauce than a properly done Carolina gold uh, whatever heat that you like it, it is better than buffalo wing sauce, the Carolina gold sauce on chicken wings. I, th- I like it. I'm starting to like uh, like garlic parm. I love that on chicken wings, but it's a different story. Hold on, Will. Will wants to know if I've seen that short vine will now be blocked off for football games for tailgating. Did you well, read the tweet? He's on the show. I'm on the show. I'm Mo and, and Tony are the hosts, and I am a weekly guest. I'm part of the production. Read the tweet. It mentions Chad Brendel and Bearcat Journal in the tweet. We're, the, the, this is something that we have been working on with Mio's behind the scenes before the pandemic. We, we have been trying to get this set up, and then the, the Mios folks and the Shortbine folks have taken it a step farther. I, because of the, the recruiting responsibilities of Bearcat Journal, I have to make it over to the, the stadium like an hour and a half before kickoff because that's when the recruits get on the field. So I'm not able to do the entire 
show. But we are part of this. So, yes, I, we are aware of the thing on Shortvine. Carolina Gold is perfect. You're right, Lambig. Carolina Gold is the perfect sauce. It's part barbecue. It's part mustard. And it's part, like, depending on, you can set whatever heat you want in Carolina Gold sauce. Yeah, none of that pairs well with ranch. Yes, it does. Mm. Try it. Aaron, you've never had my wings. My wings are Carolina Gold wings. Like, and they pair perfectly with ranch. I mean, even air pairs perfectly with ranch. Come on. All right. Well, now you're trying to sound like a true. just eats ranch like this. (laughs) Ice cream cone. I did used to get paid back in the day to drink the cup of ranch. So so for for the uh, rapid fire thing. for rapid fire questions, we're doing real well here. Uh, Morgantown or Kabul? Um, Morgantown. Morgantown, only because I need a passport to get to Kabul. I can't wait to go to Morgantown because you have a passport, is, Chad. It's it's equidistant yeah. from here in Athens as UC is, so it's not a terrible drive. You're going to get beat up in Morgantown. That's fine. I'm going straight to the press box. <laughs> you oh, might still no. get beat up in Morgantown. We're going out in Morgantown, baby. <laughs> going out. And that is the mailbag. All right. There we go. There we go. What a show. That's, that's fun, guys. It's okay to disown. Oh, okay. I, I thought that was a random no, addition late. Taking, taking banners down and the uh, auto pop. It's dumb. That's the shit. That's the mailbag. That's the mailbag, baby. Another, I said I wanted another... it well under two hours. We're at an hour and fifty-four minutes, which is which for us is well under two hours. <laughs> we, we took rapid fire entirely too long. We were at an hour and fit like forty-eight minutes when we did rapid fire. I'm tired. Yeah, my my eyes have been like, oh, are you doing up still? But anyway. Guys, this was great. Um, good to get into BBP. Everyone's busy schedules, but you know what? Aaron, huge congratulations yet again. Appreciate it. Uh, well, dad, like uh, I feel like I feel like I feel like Will thinks we picked on him tonight. I'm sorry, Will. No, I Will dances the dude. We like you just you ask questions that invoked sarcastic responses for me, and that's because I'm always sarcastic. I'm sorry. Shout out, Will Damp. Great questions, great additions tonight. The rare Chad Brendel apology. Well done. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I felt like I like looking back, I feel like I might have been a little too harsh on Will tonight. But I just wanted to make sure he didn't take it wrong. As long as you're good with the fun back and forth, Will, then game on. There we go. Lock I just want to make sure. I don't know you, Will, so I don't know that if He's I like- can I don't know if I can <laughs> poke at you like I do Aaron and Brent all the time. Chad just said, apology rescinded. <laughs> Double apology rescinded. You stink. Yes. I hate you. Stamp. Stamp. Hate, 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 hate. We still got well, to do a nightcap. Get us out of here. Aaron, still another congratulations to you. Thank you. Uh, Chad, enjoy your time down there in the Peach slash Palmetto State region area. And then aside from that, stay locked in on BCJ all week as more and more content gets produced. But Huge shout out to Danco Transmissions, DancoTransmission.com. But for my good pals, my buddies, late night edition of the BBP, Mr. Aaron Smith, Mr. Chad Brendel, I am Brent Young. Yet again, this was the BBP presented by Bear Journal.